Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Don't miss the year-end appliance savings now at Bray & Scarf with incredible deals in-store and online. Their best-selling models are in stock and ready to go. So book your one-on-one -on -one VIP appointment now. Get exclusive double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe packages, plus a GE Ultra Fresh front-load washer and dryer pair, priced too low to advertise. Enjoy the year-end savings going on now at Bray & Scarf, where it doesn't cost more to get more. Love Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show, where we're always right and never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Before we begin our show this evening, I want to send out special prayers to family and friends of all those who have lost loved ones with the unfortunate coronavirus, as well as I said, we send out heartfelt uh, prayers to those who are in the hospital and we we hope and pray for a speedy recovery. We also want to send out special thanks to all the first responders, uh, police, fire, EMS, uh, all the individuals on the front line. And I have to give a special thanks to the teachers uh, that are going through trying to teach our kids remotely has been a very difficult uh, task, as well as some teachers that I know that have um, special needs children. It's very, very challenging for them. Our hearts and prayers uh, go out to the children and the family as well. Today we have an exciting show lined up for you. We have a young African-American energetic woman that is a Republican. Her name is K.J. McKenzie. She's an exciting conservative that wants to bring change to social education, the political environment to better the people that we serve. KJ is also a member of the Baltimore uh, City Republican Party Central Committee member. And we're happy to have her in the studio today as she talks about her humble beginnings and how she's gotten to the point to be a catalyst within the Republican Party. Welcome to the show, KJ. Thank you. Thank you, Tati, for uh, inviting me and having me on. I'm delighted to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure to have you on as well. Share with my audience uh, a little bit about your background and, and who you are. Absolutely. So uh, I am originally, well, actually, the way we say it here, born and raised in Baltimore City, Maryland. Uh, and I am a wife and a mother. I have a 12-year-old uh, son. 
uh, and currently I am the uh, Baltimore City GOP vice first vice chair uh, for the Republican Party here in Baltimore, and I also uh, share ahead. I am also the first vice chair of the uh, Maryland Black Republican Council, which is an auxiliary of the Baltimore, of the Maryland Republican Party. Uh, so basically, uh, just on a mission to uh, permeate urban spaces, uh, explain to them uh, that we all share the same, try to explain to them uh, Republican ideals and goals, uh, conservative ideals and goals, and how it can help uh, urban communities. Uh, and and that's me, really. Um, I also have a, a media company. I just started with my business partner, Giovanni uh, Patterson. We have um, Metro uh, Conservative Media, or MCM, uh, and so again, just another way to be a voice uh, for the conservative um, urban community, um, and that's digital, and then also just breaking into other spaces where we're not we're not really uh, shown. That is awesome, and it's very very important that we work on our message. We work on reaching out to the African-American community, trying to raise the level of consciousness of the issues and policies. Uh, that being said, um, you have expressed to me off the air that you were not always mm-hmm. a Republican. Can you talk about, I believe your family background was Democrat. Can you talk a little bit about your upbringing uh, being from a conservative family, like I was church going and all that stuff, um, but your parents being a Democrat, how did you make the switch to Republican? Yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so um, as I was mentioning to you uh, about that, so yes, my family uh, is predominantly Democrat. I do have some conservative Republicans, but um, my nuclear family grew up in a Democrat household, uh, and we were always religious, very religious. Um, grew up in the Pentecostal church, uh, and I have uh, two sisters and a brother. Uh, and I made the transition, and I would say when uh, during when Obama was elected. So um, prior to, I actually I voted for President Obama twice, <laughs> uh, but then after his second term, I really started to take a look. I think it was during uh, when uh, Hillary was running for office, and um, I really started looking through her background and um, just some of the policies, uh, immigration, and also LGBTQ uh, that I believe is the legacy of the Obama-Biden administration. Uh, and it just, it, it was it didn't to me. I don't feel like he helped our um, the African-American community, urban communities. I don't feel like he, uh, he really made an impact on one of those communities, which is my community, and I started to do some more research. That's honestly what I did. I was always an emotional voter. So I graduated from college with a political science degree, and I remember um, passionately arguing with conservatives in, in school and college, even in high school, about different things. But when I think back on it, I was always very emotional. I never went above the surface. Oh, I'm sorry, below the surface when really looking into policy. And so um, after Obama got um, elected, I, I started to do that, and I realized, you say, you know, he doesn't really speak to some of the things that are, are important to me. 
uh, and it just kind of transitioned from there. That is an awesome story, and I just want to footnote uh, that politics, to me, uh, is an intellectual sport, and voting is an emotional act. Uh, but that's my little side. That's my little sidebar. Yeah. Um, Obama's mm-hmm. policies had an adverse impact on our community. His okay. policies, his policies were for Wall Street. His policy was for the LBGTQ, um, and his policies were for overseas. Um, and as we saw in his eight years, and I happen to be a Republican that voted for him once, so I'm not ashamed. Well, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I wanted to give him a chance, um, mm-hmm. and highly disappointed because his policies did not match up with the rhetoric of him running. And that's very, very interesting uh, because even now when we look at the current elections, the left or the Democrats or the left progressive, uh, now I've grown up in the Northeast all of my life and I've never heard Donald Trump be called, been called a racist until he ran for president. But if, right. you, looked at, but if you looked at President Trump's policies, Versus his rhetoric, he's not the most eloquent speaker in the world. Um, his policies had a direct impact on African American communities, and I'll mention a few. As a result of Joe Biden, President elect 1994 crime bill, Trump enacted the First Step Act that released people from prison for marijuana sentences. We can't forget about the Religious Freedom Act. He also restarted and permanently funded historically black colleges that Obama defunded or stopped. Opportunity zones for investments to rebuild our urban centers. Um, Mm -hmm. No other president has done any of these policies in my lifetime that had a greater impact directly uh, on our communities, as well as broadly economically, lowest labor uh, labor participation rate, wages rose. So this affected our community. Now the unfortunate what? thing is is that now with Biden being president, he made it clear he's more concerned about illegal aliens than he is American citizens. Yeah, his first twenty four well, we hours. We can actually see that just how he, you know, how he's mm-hmm. gone about when he's just in office and these executive orders uh, that he's, you know, he's put forward. None of them have had in or will have any impact on urban communities. Again, he's, you know, pretty much gone about what he plans on doing in his in his his uh, his focus for his administration. Again, LGBTQ with the uh, transgender uh, in, in education uh, executive order that he, he put forth, and then also with the uh, the pipeline. You know, my goodness, we're in a pandemic, and he goes and he cuts jobs. He, he's cutting jobs with the Keystone Pipeline uh, executive order. And, and who are those people? 
So a lot of those people that work for these uh, these on these on the pipeline are black and brown people. Um, my father actually he was a and he still is he does it he's semi retired uh, but he was a, he's a um, a union guy and uh, in Pennsylvania. So I mean these have these have long term effects on our communities and. I just don't understand why we continue to vote for him in large droves. You know, your your point is duly noted, and also the a couple of other executive orders, uh, making sure that transgenders can participate in girls' sports. Um, also, oh. transgenders uh, can use uh, a women's bathrooms. I mean, listen, I'm religious as well. Um, I really am not concerned about what people do behind closed doors. That's none of my business. But when you, and this is on the heels of Black History Month, but when you put identity politics ahead of policy, ahead of people, that's only going to further divide a nation and will not help with the reforming of bringing us together with unity. You know, they're trying to compare identity politics with the Civil Rights Act and being black in the Jim Crow era. You can't compare. We didn't have a choice. Because when you walk down the street, you didn't know what my gender was, but you knew what my color was. Right. And not only that, but you're talking about a small percentage of the population. And the only reason why the numbers are increasing is because they've made it a social trend now. But you're talking about a very small percentage of the population. And, and, and now this is all we hear on the news and in the left, leftist politics. You know, now they're trying to infiltrate the schools with it and, and, and have it in, in schools, K through 12. It's ridiculous. It, it is no ridiculous. It's civil rights. It's not, and then and you everybody think, should be mm-hmm. upset about it. Not just African Americans, but women, because we're the ones who are disadvantaged by this, especially uh, in sports. Uh, there's no way we can compete, and they've shown it. Um, you know, just within the last couple of weeks, they've shown you know uh, races as far as track and, and field, uh, swimming, where we have uh, transgender individuals competing and totally blowing away. Uh, female competitors. This will devastate the entire athletic, female athleticism, athletic sports. Yeah, you know, uh, there's definitely an undermining of mm-hmm. getting, well, our moral fiber in this country has been stretched uh, beyond description. And uh, I know that our God doesn't like ugly, and it's unfortunate. Uh, we as a nation will suffer the consequences. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Pe- pe- but you people- know, it, I, sometimes I feel like this is what is needed. It needs to be. It needs to be brought to the forefront. I mean, this is what they've been championing for pretty much since uh, President Trump was elected. Uh, they've been trying to to get in and, and with their agendas. So now, you know, they have the the, the uh, Congress and they have the executive branch. So, uh, I hate to say it, but let them just go at it, and and, and hopefully people who were asleep will now wake up and see that it's it's just an awful, awful mess. 
of, of what they have going on. For those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown, and we're honored and proud to have in the studio K.J. McKenzie, Vice Chair at the Maryland Black GOP Council, and also a member of the Baltimore City Republican Party Central Committee member. You know, these issues are extremely important. Uh, You know, we need to have more conversations like this. Uh, We need to be talking about policy. You know, uh, know, I'll be talking, uh, I'll be being on a show later on tonight out of California for Black History Month. And, 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 you know, we don't talk about, at least on the Democratic side, you know, their politics is identity politics, but it's not policy driven. And how come as a people in in black communities, how come we're not looking at these policies to see if they benefit us? We're so caught up in the identity politics and and the emotions of that he might be racist and all these other things that are irrelevant and that are satanic in nature because division is of Satan. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to take more people like us to keep having the conversation, and hopefully we'll get one ear, two ear. But this has to stop because we're losing generations and generations of African Americans and Hispanics and other poor people, whether they're white or poor people, period. In this country, mm-hmm. yet the Biden administration wants to put illegal aliens before American citizens, before the homeless, before the veterans, before children, before seniors. Really? I thought this was America. We definitely want okay. to help people, but we can't help everybody, especially when we're in a crisis. America has to come first. Another policy, catch or release, violent criminals. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, time and time again, we've seen how many people have gotten killed. Illegal immigrants, people have been killed. People have been raped. I mean, I, I really, I just, I cannot wrap my head around some of these decisions that some of these leaders make. I'm sorry. You wanted to comment? No, Oh, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, another policy that they've totally uh, hijacked was is charter schools in, in cities and all across the country. I mean, they've totally uh, taken over the narrative and created this falsity that charter schools and school choice is, uh, is, is not a good thing for, uh, for urban environment. And, and we've seen um, it's actually, if you, if you want to use their language, uh, to a certain degree, protecting the right the right of minority families to choose an issue of to choose their school is social justice. Uh, and, and what's happening now, you have is just now the coronavirus. I mean, we've seen it all across the country where you have private schools and uh, who are are in session, and you have these public schools have been either closed or on virtual uh, for. What now a year we some little more probably more than some more than a year, and we're going to see mm-hmm. we haven't begun to see the impact of this on urban communities and the poor because those are the people that are on or that are not in public schools or not in charter schools and 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 are home with and 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 with 
with uh, in doing the virtual learning. And they've seen, uh, and they've already said that, you know, studies have shown that the virtual environment is not a good environment for school, for children. Uh, same with public schools. I mean, without having school choice, they're failing our children. And, and it's almost as if we're held captive because these cities run that are undemocratic, under democratic control are not allowing or not uh, putting forth uh, the, the right for, char- for charter schools. It's um, it's extremely corrupt in nature. The public education mm-hmm. system, the union, the contract money, the teacher mm-hmm. salaries, the, the administrative salaries. I mean, we have children graduating that can't read and write out of urban cities. Oh. Oh. And I mean, I, I served oh. two terms as a commissioner of education in New Jersey, and it's sad mm-hmm. It's sad what our children are going through. And now, you know, with the coronavirus, what if these poor kids don't have access to a computer? What if their mother can't read and write? How how are we bridging that gap? I didn't hear hear Biden say, well, for all the the poor kids, we're going to give them a, a laptop computer. No. They're trying to impeach a president that's already been removed from office. You know their um, their their disdain for President Trump really exposed who these people really are. They will do anything to protect their own political and financial interests. Because see, when Trump got elected, he cut off all their money, the lobbyists, mm-hmm. you know, all that backdoor money, and that's why they're upset. Mm-hmm. The the establishment because it wasn't business as usual. And it's sad. You're wasting taxpayers' dollars now to impeach a person that's not even in office based on our Constitution. Just because you want to satisfy your base. How does that take care of the public? How does that take care of poor communities? I mean, but then people get wrapped up in, unfortunately, oh, let's impeach Trump. Really? What impact is that going to have on us? Nothing. All they're doing is playing political football with us. Right. They're only going to talk no about impact. exactly. They're all, like you know. They're only going to talk about us when it's election time. And I wish people would wake up. You know, stop falling for the slice of pizza, the hot dog, and the hamburger, and the rah rah rah. Okay, and then boom, things are back to normal or worse after the election. We really have to start looking at the policy agendas of all politicians and not just Well, look at what nice Ice Cube. Ice Cube, the rapper, tried to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he tried to make a genuine uh, – he wanted to make sure he looked in at all of, all of his options and took his contract for Amer- America uh, to the Trump administration and to the Biden administration, which basically sounds like common sense to me. Uh, and Biden told him, the Biden administration told him, nope, we don't want to hear hear from you now. We've got the black vote on lock, and we'll talk to you after the election. And the Trump administration said, you know what, come on in. We'll we'll take a look at what you got. You have to say. And he got chewed up and spit out by uh, the black community and urban community uh, all over the place just because he's trying to make the best out of uh, a situation and trying to, you know, keep his options open and seeing who is, is going to 
work for our vote, work for the uh, black vote. And and the Trump administration said they would, would speak to him. Uh, and, again, now Biden's in office and you have Black Lives Matter talking. I believe, I believe they put out an op-ed in one of the newspapers saying that they aren't getting any getting any uh, voice with the Biden administration. And, again, it's just they take, they've taken it taking them for granted. You know, it's, it's sad that um, worse than being black, being a black conservative, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the the um, the name calling, uh, your sellout, your Uncle Tom, I mean, we've taken more abuse um, that I, I don't understand. I mean, well, I do understand, but I don't understand. I mean, why wouldn't you spend time to listen with someone else's ideas, someone mm-hmm. else's policy, you know, or just because somebody said, oh, that person's a racist, uh, okay, then now that marks him as no good. Sometimes people don't speak well but are very hard workers. We look at Donald Trump. Right. He's done more. He has presented more policies for the black community, then I can't think of the last president who has done as much as he has done for the black community in four years. But the mainstream media doesn't want to cover that. And, and I think and that's, that, as conservatives, I think that's our next biggest obstacle is to overcome this bias in, in, biases in the media, um, this media machine, uh, digital and print, uh, Hollywood, they're all biased, and, and not only are they biased, it's not now it's gotten to a point where it's just they outright lie. It's not just a misinformation campaign, it's just outright falsehood. And so I think that is the next big uh, focus as conservatives uh, that we really have to, to turn our focus to. And, and like you, you have your, your, your show here, it's, it's great. More conservatives need to do this. Uh, need to start, you know, our own, I think Daily Wire is starting their own Hollywood uh, production studio and, and starting to put out movies and things like that. That's what we need to do, uh, our own platform to combat this, these lies that the, the liberal leftist media are pushing now. Because um, I believe, it's sad to say, but they're winning in that, uh, in, in that category. KJ, unfortunately, we're out of time. Thank you so much for an exciting show tonight. Uh, you're awesome. Hopefully, uh, I would like to invite you to come back on to talk about some other issues and talk about your political goals and objectives beyond what you're serving now. Um, so thank you so much. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show, and thank you for your knowledge, your insight, and commitment, not only to the Republican Party, but to your community. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thanks for having me. You're listening to The Chauncey Show, and I'm your host, Chauncey Brown, where I'm always right and never left. We're excited to have in the studio today K.J. McKenzie, Vice Chair of Maryland, Black GOP Council, talking about policies, talking about President Obama, talking about issues in the black community. We're very, very honored and proud to have a perspective a different perspective, a person who was a Democrat and now Republican, talking about policy, talking about why 
she changed because she realized that the Democratic Party was giving us false promises, but the Republican Party had policies that would deliver on that on on their their um on their note for for their commitment for their commitment. Uh, please join us every Tuesday and Thursday uh, from six to six thirty here. I apologize. My daughter's trying to call me while I'm trying to close out the show. She forgets I'm doing my show from 6 to 6.30. You can join us every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Please join us this Thursday for another exciting show. We're going to have in the studio Tom Norton, candidate for Congress, 3rd District out of Michigan, in the studio talking about his campaign. We're excited to have him on. We do this show so we can inform you, the public, whatever help we get, it's from you, the public audience. Please consider donating a two-hour show at PayPal Me, The Chauncey Show, whatever small contributions will help us to continue with speaking truth to power. We thank you all for listening to the show tonight. We hope that you have a safe journey home. God bless you all, and stay safe. Good night now. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. <laughs> the moment you realized you were mistaking your kids for co-workers? Okay, team, I'm uh, taking my 15 now. Taking 15 what? Was the moment you knew it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder... Our simple, customizable search tool lets you search for part-time, full-time, and even work-from-home jobs so you can find a job that fits your lifestyle. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com.